0: Hello everyone, this is Sara Garcia recording from home. Along the way of this podcast series, we'll be discussing our reading plan book, Sabotage, the mission to destroy Hitler's atomic bomb, by Neil Bascom. I hope you'll enjoy it. So let's start with our first episode. In the first chapter, we may read how the Germans invaded Norway. It was very tricky, and I personally felt disappointed by the clumsiness of the Norwegian army. I mean, Germany entered like if they owned the place. Here, this part, alarms rang and orders were given to fire on the invading ships. But the inexperienced Norwegian soldiers struggled to shoot their guns. By the time they were prepared, the Hipper was already steaming past the first fort. Isn't it amazing? They had them, but lost opportunity. But this wasn't the only thing. When the Hebrew arrived at the second fort, the bugler, who should have sound the alarm, had fallen at his post. But wait a minute. The searchlight was another pain in the neck for the Norwegians. Since they malfunctioned at a time, the gunners were opening fire. Due to this, they couldn't see their targets. All of this happened during the dark early morning of April 9, 1940. At 4.25 a.m., hundreds of Nazi soldiers were in Norwegian land. The invasion had begun. I really like the way the story is being told, as if we were joining the different characters and taking different paths. Liv Tronstad, a scientific professor at the Norwegian Institute of Technology, is introduced. We may observe him as a very wise young man. His appearance and participation is memorable. I really liked when he said, Whatever you do, will be history in a hundred years. And the part when he had to explain to his little kids the German planes flying over them by saying, I'm afraid the wars come to our country, was heartbreaking. Later, he would leave his family to join the army. Not Hakkly was later introduced, and personally I enjoyed reading this character's background story. When he was first mentioned, I considered him an immature rush to decisions young man. But then I realized after continuing reading the big love he had for Norway, even though he was not born there. The book describes how his childhood he was a lost soul. But then he grew up and was a brave 28 years old man who fought for his country till the end, even when his own regiment had surrendered. By June of 1940, Hitler controlled the whole country. The Gestapo, the secret German police, was focused on finding each and every single member of an underground resistance cell. Hucklid was part of one. The Gestapo went for Huglid, but he was not home. Instead, there was his mother and sister. And when they were asked what Nod was doing in the wood, his sister left us with a doubt by saying, You will find out when he comes back. I'm asking myself, what is he planning? This chapter ended with the return of Leif Tronstadt. After serving in the army and Norway surrendering to the Nazis, he returned to Trondheim with his family and kept his job at the NTH. But this was now under German control. Tronstadt wanted nothing to do with the Nazis. That's why he became deeply involved in a homegrown military resistance called Mylord. Lastly, the chapter drops a huge cliffhanger by saying, Tronstadt decided to inform the British of a very disturbing development at a place called Benmark. What was happening there could well give the Nazis the power to win the war. This is all it for the first chapter. Let's take a little break and continue with the next one. A physicist discovered that unstable elements, such as uranium, could break down into lighter ones. This releases a huge amount of energy. And with the proper detonator, a wave of atomic disintegration could make the whole world vanish into smoke. Then, another scientist discovered that proper detonator, the neutron. Soon, they began flinging neutrons at all kinds of elements to transform their natures. They found this process particularly effective when the neutrons had to pass through a moderator of some kind which slowed their process. Later, in 1938, two German chemists proved that when a neutron collides with an uranium atom, the neutron could split the atom in two, discovering the process called nuclear fission. When this happened, two lighter atoms were flung apart with a tremendous force equal to the energy that held the nucleus together. This means that the splitting of just one atom could release up to 200 million electron volts. And now, imagine the magnitude if just a single gram of uranium contains 2.5 sextillion atoms. Now, the idea of the atomic bomb was in German hands. When Nazis discovered that the most effective moderator they were looking for was heavy water, they decided to take control of Norsk Hydro, the only plant that produced this key material. In the third chapter, after having to leave Norsk Hydro, Leif Tronstadt leaves his family behind. Since the Gestapo is searching for him, he goes to London with the support of the SIS, short for the British Secret Intelligence Service. The British were also interested in pursuing the atomic bomb, so Tronstadt revealed what he knew about the Nazis in Norsk Hydro. Hitler reveals to the world that he would soon employ a weapon against which there would be no defense. As early as April 1940, a French spy with close ties to North Hydro had alerted his British allies of the Nazi effort in uranium research using heavy water from the plant. That's when Tronstadt is of huge importance for the British government, since that is his topic of expertise. And the British wanted him to continue gathering intelligence about the Bemerk and the German atomic program. Tronstadt agreed. The story goes back to Haglid in December of 1941, who was now being trained by the British government in their new program for the Norwegian resistance. This was extreme training for expert soldiers. They were learning to kill, sabotage, and to survive anyway and anyhow. After graduating his training in Stoddham Park, where he learned to shoot, throw grenades, craft bombs, open safes, use poison, Killed silently with a knife, how to camouflage and to take down men without a weapon, he went to Scotland to continue his training with the Norwegian Independent Company in January of 1942. During a dinner of the SOE, the father of the Norwegian Company, Hucklid and Schoenstatt Paths joined again after the German invasion. Schoenstatt was now leading the Norwegian Company soldiers in their fight for their country. In the fourth chapter, another character is introduced in Skinnerland, a Norwegian born and raised by the Lake Moss, where Norse Hydro is placed. He was perfect for the job. Tronstadt sent him to watch the operation down in Norse Hydra, but it just wasn't enough, so he sent more people and got more informants. Apparently, Germany had made a lot of improvements in the path to the atomic bomb, they had reached the atomic pile, what we would call today a nuclear reactor. Churchill and Roosevelt had a meeting where they allied about the path to the atomic bomb. A British heavy water plant was discussed. The ties between both countries were strength. They were going to raid Bemerk. And that's it for the first episode. We'll see you later on the second one.